Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where uh, we just got a, a really important update that we need to get across to as many people as possible. Um, we've got a podcast here in a little bit, but before we do that, I'm going to bring Pat from Truth Money Freedom on. Uh, the Truth Money Freedom podcast on YouTube. Also, he's got a great community that um, uh, that they're they're all together, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's just a great community. Um, Pat, you can uh, talk a little bit about that, but we have some important information to people who live in Missouri and uh, not only Missouri, and I think that's one thing that I, I love the fact that you keep insisting on, Pat, is that this could be, um, a t- uh, you know, a ripple effect across all states in the country, maybe more on the on the right side. But uh, what's going on, brother? Hey there. Uh, well, I know that you've been keeping up and, and I appreciate, especially in those live streams, you chime in and everything. And I really appreciate that. So this has to do with, uh, the, of course, the Second Amendment Preservation Act in the state of Missouri. And uh, we got it through the Senate. We got it. Well, we went through the House first, then it went to the Senate. Uh, it languished for 10 weeks. We'll do another video on that later. The problems we had getting SAPA through. Uh, went to the Senate, passed the Senate, but there was a couple of small changes. So it had to go back down to the House. And then it got finalized uh, there as well. And it actually was pushed through. And on, right under the wire, literally less than, I think it was less than 40 minutes after. Um, the house adjourned for the year. That's wow. how under the wire this was. But uh, this is the strongest Second Amendment Preservation Act bill that exists in the United States and at, at, at this time. There are other states working on it, but that's a great thing you brought that up because uh, we want to be a catalyst for other states to get the same thing done. So uh, we're at a point now where it's time to contact Governor Parsons. Okay. And, you know, basically have him sign it. But we did do what's called an emergency clause with the bill. And what that means is it went into effect immediately upon passage in the House. So it's already in effect right now. And the only way that it doesn't stay in effect is if the uh, Parsons vetoes this bill. But the the general consensus with all my people, all, all my contacts and everything is that Parsons won't veto this. Okay, so what's um, the time frame you're looking at? I mean, does, does he take the week the weekend off, and maybe he's going to look at it on Monday? I mean, it's got to be one of the top things on his desk right now. Well, uh, because of the popu- the sheer popularity of this bill, this is the most important uh, and most popular bill. Uh, I don't want to say the most important, uh, strike that, but it is without a doubt the most popular bill the state has ever seen before. So I'm imagining, uh, knowing Parsons, like, uh, you know, what little I do know him, uh, he's going to want some fanfare. So he'll probably do it on a holiday, July 4th or Memorial Day, something like that. But he has 45 days. 45 days. And, and, and like you said, there is the emergency clause. So it's already in effect right now as of That's whenever correct. it was voted in on fr- Friday, was it not? Yep. Yeah. So it's already so, in effect. And so what little changes did they make? Are, are those, you say little changes, how little were they? What, you know, there, but, uh, Some of them are inconsequential. Some of them were slight wording changes. Uh, to make law enforcement happy. Uh, There was one big change made in the bill, and that was in the original bill, in the original iteration, we're able to go after an individual. So let's say you, Paul, are a law enforcement officer, and you take away my gun, and you have no cause. I have committed no crime. But you think I may commit one or something, so you take away my gun. In, In the previous bill, here was the ramification of the consequences of that action. I could actually go after you in civil court and sue you personally. 
And also, too, you, you would lose your job in law enforcement and you would never be able to work in the law enforcement capacity or in a government capacity in the state of Missouri ever again. So that was the original consequence or ramification of breaking this new law. The, what the change was made, law enforcement was extremely unhappy with that. So what they did is they said, okay, what we'd like to do, hey there, Timmy, my little dog. <laughs> um, so what they said is, we'd, we don't want to go after the individual, um, go after the agency. And that means insurance, of course. Right. So now uh, for every count against my Second Amendment, same scenario, you're a police officer, you've taken my gun, you had no cause. Um, or you enforced some federal law, which is not legal here anymore because of this bill. Um, now I sue the agency that you're working for, for a minimum of $50,000 per count. So if you took three of my guns, you know, I have three counts against you, $150,000. So that was a change that uh, I wasn't really happy with, but it's actually grown on me a little bit because I've, I've talked to law enforcement agencies and they've assured me that uh, basically agencies won't put up with that for too long. So basically the agency um, would probably be forced by the insurance company to fire that person to get rid of them. Uh, because they're too much of a liability for the insurance company. So, so that's where the free market comes in. Go yeah, ahead. No, no, you're good. So there's, it's, it's going to hold them accountable, which is, is ultimate, the ultimate goal, right? And, and, and whether they change Correct. that or however they change the wording, it's still going to hold either agencies or individual officers accountable, which is a, a, is a huge win. in in my opinion, that's awesome. Yep. Yep. So, so pretty much, it's pretty much the same. Otherwise, very little change. Otherwise. Cool. So what does this mean for Missouri? We've talked, we've had a few podcasts about it um, just in a short, uh, brief, like just for people, for how, how is it going to make sense to people? If what, what do you tell them? What, what is the second amendment preservation act? And now that it's passed in Missouri, what's the importance of it for the future of the country? You bet. Um, what it means is uh, basically from starting January 1st of this year, 2021, any, any federal action, um, that is against the Second Amendment. So any new law or regulation from the BATF, any new finding by the court saying that, you know, uh, you know, concealed carry is not legal, any of those do not matter to the state of Missouri. They're, they're simply not followed. And any new uh, infringements on the Second Amendment from any of those agencies, and I say BATF because that's an important one, because they're unelected officials there, and they're making policy through regulation on firearms. So uh, anything from January 1st on doesn't exist for us that comes from the federal government that are infringements on the Second Amendment. So that's what it means right now. But it also, because we inherited all these laws from the federal government pre-January 1st. And now as a state, we need to start going through those federal laws and find out which ones we need to get rid of that just don't make sense for us and that we can get rid of those laws. Now keep in mind, it also means that law enforcement across this land, and it doesn't matter if you're, it's your state trooper, your sheriff's deputy, your police officer, they can no longer enforce federal laws. Now most of those laws are already here in Missouri. For instance, you can't have a machine gun. We have that law from the federal government. It's still Missouri law as well. But we'll have to look into that and see if that's something that Missourians want, the ability to have machine guns. I know that's a horrible example, but it is an example. 
um, for instance, uh, magazine capacities, um, you know, other guns, you know, like uh, bump stocks, they keep revisiting that over and over. Your bump stocks are totally legal now because, uh, you know, we just don't honor any of that stuff that's that sh the shenanigans that's going on by executive action or BATF regulation or court findings. You know, like the Ninth, uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decided recently for 10 states that concealed carry is unconstitutional. That's nonsense. Now, that didn't in affect us, but it is now a precedence set by a federal court. So there's gun infringements happening right and left. And whether people recognize it immediately because it doesn't affect us here in Missouri doesn't stop the fact that these infringements are fast and furious and coming from all three branches of the federal government. They're coming from the executive branch by executive order and by um, uh, BATF um, you know, regulations. That's under the executive branch as well. It's coming from our Congress from our um, Senate and our House of Representatives in Washington, DC. It's coming from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, that's federal court. All three branches are trying to strip away our gun rights. Here in Missouri, we're now protected. That's beautiful, so, that's so yep, beautiful. It, 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 uh, not only that, but, and I'm sorry for interrupting you, Paul, but this is so important. Other states are doing this too. We're, we were just a little further ahead, that's all. Um, so this is pretty exciting. This is a very big win for liberty. And by the way, um, let's do another podcast later when we both have time to talk about what we went through to get this done in the opposition we faced. I'm even thinking about making a documentary about it. You should, man, for sure, because that's going to help other states do the, t the same type of stuff. Like you said, this that's is eight years in the making, man. It didn't happen overnight. It took a, a, you know, a courted effort by multiple amounts of people in, in the state of Missouri um, like I said, the, the Truth, Money, Freedom podcast and your community, you know, did do, you did your due diligence, man. And um, that, that's really all I can say. That's just very impressive what you guys were able to accomplish. You know, the, just the people of Missouri making something like this happen. Um, let's say that Parsons does sign it eventually, let's say even July 4th. Um, do you think that's when we're going to see national recognition and, and headline news stories that Missouri is the first state to do this? I don't think the mainstream media wants to touch us with a 10-foot pole. Uh, if they do, um, I, I can already tell you what the headlines will be. Sorry about all those weird noises. That's my dog. You're good. Um, but uh, the headlines will be Missouri, the new wild, wild west. Right. Um, or uh, the headline would be um, new gun control. Uh, I'm sorry, new lack of gun control spurs new gun crime in the state of Missouri. It's the exact opposite, but we also saw in the House of Representatives and in the Senate, both uh, both chambers in Missouri, the Democrats lied about the statistics in the state of Missouri. It's really interesting. I mean, they'll pull out any trick to shut down, you know, basically SEPA. And all it is, is a reaffirmation of the rights that we were given in the Constitution of the United States that are given to us by God. That's all that SEPA really, truly was. Yeah. And... So some people just can't accept that. They well, can't accept that Liberty got a win for the first time, that there was a bill that actually gave you some of your rights back. So, you know, there, go ahead. There's one more question. That, and, and again, that's very beautiful. Um, let's say that Parsons, I forget how much longer he has on his term because they were just recently reelected for four years. Right. Is that mm -hmm. Okay, so yep, this is his last term, I believe. So let's say he, he ends his four years and we get, for some reason, a Democratic uh, a governor. Are, are there stipulations within this bill that does, doesn't allow power just to one person to get rid of SEPA? No, 
there's nothing like that for it. Uh, however, that's uh, I'm sure that we're going to entertain a lot of conversations in the next year on what to do next. Um, I was a proponent for actually getting this on the ballot uh, to actually become part of the Missouri Constitution because it's once it's in the Constitution. However, I was assured that it would never get done. Um, that it just wouldn't be allowed to happen if that happened. But, uh, but I'm a proponent of that. Sure. So, um, so to answer your question, for a governor to literally take an existing law and just say suddenly it's illegal, I doubt we would see that even from a Democratic governor. So they would have to go through the legislation process again. Okay. I'm sure that people will try to amend the, the SEPA in the years to come try and um, dampen it down or water it down a little bit. I'm sure that's coming, but I'm not worried about that right now because this really had the backing of the people, but it really, really sticks in the craw of the Democrats that this actually went through. Um, in fact, they were so angry about it. They filibustered uh, bill uh, HB uh, 1538, which was the anti-COVID tyranny bill that Ron Calzone had written up and drafted and, and got through the House. Um, they weren't able to vote on it in the Senate because they were so angry that SAPA went through. Um, so they filibustered the Senate um, literally all the way up until they closed 6 p.m. on Friday. And now the government's closed. They got nothing else done after SAPA. Well, at least so, they got it done. That's all that matters. Yep. Well, that bill was important too, but SEPA was first for me. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, so not that I'm happy about the beer flu and the way it's being handled by government. I'm not happy about that at all. But SEPA, I've been working hard on for, you know, two years. So I was just happy to, to see it, you know, get to the governor's desk. So what I would ask, if anyone who's watching this, if you want to help out, uh, and if you're in Missouri, Call Governor Parsons' office. You can go right to his website. It's actually very easy. Um, just do a quick search for Missouri governor. And it's his name is Mike Parsons. Send him an email uh, and give him a call. Tell him, please, you know, go ahead and sign this bill. I would also ask um, for those who are in Missouri to ask him to veto the PDMP, the Prescription Drug Medical Program Bill, and the gas tax. Those got through. And that's another long story that we, we don't have time to talk about tonight. But those got through, and one of them got through in order to get SAPA through. And that's, once again, another long story that had to do with uh, Senator Schatz. Um, he had a gas bill, a very unpopular gas bill, that he put down in the House and said, SAPA's never getting allowed into the Senate until we get my gas, go, my gas bill passed. So we do have dirty politics. We do have corrupt Republicans in our Senate, but we did get SAPA through. We just need to shut down a few other things that had to go through to get SAPA through. And, uh, and then also expose what happened. Uh, we need to get that done as well. Definitely. But it's just, a, again, it's just a huge win for Missouri, man. Just uh, It is. Uh, it was definitely important to just to, to get this out there again. I mean, we don't have the biggest audience, but just even reaching a few people, I think it's very important um, I'm hoping that this story does catch on to some, um, some, you know, uh, some alternative media like Tim Pool or someone like that would be able to cover it because I think that that that's it's just a huge win for people who want to protect their Second Amendment. It's just something that every individual should have part of. I mean, I don't know if you listened to our podcast a couple weeks ago with uh, our buddy Dan, but man, he got shafted in, in D.C. big time. You know, so it's unfortunate that some states have 
extreme measures for gun uh, gun laws. Um, and I'm just I'm very glad to live in a state that has now put the people first. Man, it's beautiful. Yep. At the end of it, by the way, I want to um, actually encapsulate in the moment what you just said. Um, what happened was the state of Missouri literally put the people's rights ahead of law. Because once again, this isn't law. The Second Amendment is a right. Yep. It's not a law. And But they treat it as though it is. It's something that can be needed like dough that you're turning into bread. It could be changed and altered. And the state of Missouri said, no, it isn't. Shall not be infringed. That's it. So God, God bless all, everyone who was actually a part of this. There was a lot of work. Uh, I'll take a few seconds to tell you. Sure. There's a lot of work that happened on the outside, the grassroots. And that's what really made this happen. Because although there was an enormous amount of work that happened on the inside at the Capitol, to make it happen, the grassroots gave them an exponentially larger amount of fuel to actually get their work done on the inside. This was a true grassroots effort. And I'm very proud that basically people literally got off their butts, literally said, my second amendment rights, I'm for that. I'm gonna actually work it and actually did something. And there were lots and lots of, there wasn't just Truth, Money, and Freedom. There was Aaron Doerr's organization, Missouri Firearms Coalition. And then of course, Ron's Missouri First, Ron Calzone's Missouri First organization. And then just regular citizens who heard about the bill, you know, that actually started doing stuff. But that's the power of grassroots. It doesn't work to call Washington, I get it. But it does work to call your state. They're much more accountable. Exactly. And, and you guys held them accountable. And like you said, a lot of, a lot of people and organizations did that, man. So Pat, I, again, thank you for your time, man. I just want to, it again, it's just very important that we get this out to people. Um, hopefully it spreads like wildfire, man, and people catch on and other States catch on and they do the same thing. So it's yep, what it's all I about, agree. man. It's what it's all about. Um, Pat from truth, money, in, truth, money for, go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say thank you for giving me exposure on your channel for for talking about SAPA while we were going through the legislative process. And I'm pretty sure it helped. And so you guys letting me have you know access to another platform was really cool. I want to say this because it's important. There's a lot of big box Second Amendment channels on YouTube. And I, I there's not just a few, there's a lot. And uh, there was a contingent of five of us, five people with Truth, Money, and Freedom, basically going to five of these big box Second Amendment channels, begging to literally bring you know light to this important issue we're going through in the state of Missouri. They didn't. There That's was no money in man. it. Yeah. There was no money in it. So um, I disrespect a lot of these big boy channels that exists. I'm not going to give their names at this point in time, but um, we, we tried so hard and made so many attempts to get them to help. And it just breaks my heart that they, they just didn't respond, didn't res no matter how many different contacts tried to get a hold of them, how many times, no response, nothing. And uh, so what little we had to work with, we actually made it work here in Missouri. So I think um, that's a great testament to the people of Missouri loving their gun rights and not willing to give them up. Yes, sir. 
and those, and, the, and those channels eventually they're going to report on it because it's there again i think it's in the right in the right way in the right community there's are those uh, there's a majority of people in america who enjoy their gun rights so this story is going to break news and a lot of people are going to be like damn like i wish my my state would do that and that's when those channels will hop on the bandwagon when they whenever they know that they can get views you know the amount of views that they think is necessary but that's unfortunate man you know and mm-hmm. yeah i it's just, it's the name of the game, I guess. But I mean, I feel like you and I and our channels would never do something like that. But no. it, yeah, so we'll just keep plugging along, man. And we'll keep doing what's right. Yep. But I just want to say thank you for giving me a platform and allowing me to talk about this during the important uh, legislation phase. Yes, sir. The big boys, the big boys wouldn't even talk to me. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, always talk so, to you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it very, very much. So you did a service to your state as well not only to your state, but to your progeny. Yes, sir. Your kids and your grandkids will have something now in the form of freedom in the state of Missouri that many other states are going to lose in time. And uh, so basically, I'm just very grateful to everyone who participated in this process and actually decided that their liberty was more important than watching a TV show. Well said, sir. Well, thank you very much, Pat. I'm going to keep it short, you know, because it's an important message. and. People see it, man, and if it's just the right amount of time, they're going to click on it, and they're going to be like, damn, yeah, Missouri's got it down right. Yep, gotcha. Well, thank you once again for having me on. Folks, please call Governor Parsons. Email and call. Yeah, I'll get that on the – I'll put that on my description on the video as well. So we'll make it happen. Pat from Truth, Money, Freedom Podcast in this community as well. Thanks for joining, man. You bet. Thank you for having me again, Paul. I appreciate you, buddy. Yes, sir. Have a good night. You too. Bye. See ya.